Hey, everybody, this is Ramon Ray. Thanks for being with me today on the rundown with Ramon or depending on what platform, what show you're watching this on. But I hope your day is fantastic because my day sure is. And it's always a great day when I get to talk to a fellow business owner, a fellow entrepreneur about their journey of success. And you can get to know me better at RamonRay.com or zoneofgenius.com and sign up for a lot of the material that we have uh, for you today. But with that in mind, I'm here talking to Rashida Gale. Rashida Gale and I have got to know each other a few months ago at another event. And now we're here today to hear her story, her journey, and most importantly, the journey's good, but what we can learn from that journey. So Rashida, welcome. And I hope you've been good and I hope you've been well. And thanks for taking the time saying yes to take the time to spend with me today. How are you? I'm well, Ramon. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for us to speak today and just share with the audience, you know, things about my journey and what I've learned. I'm always up for those conversations. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm glad you're here today. It's good to have you here and glad you're with us. So why don't we just start with you? Why don't you just give us your full name, name of your company? Uh, why don't we go there? Just so people get a level set and how we can reach you, domain name or anything like that. That's always good because I know that you guys are going to, those listening to us are going to want the information. So why not just give it right up front? <laughs> Absolutely. So my name is Rashida Gale. Um, I am not on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn. So you can find me Rashida Gale on LinkedIn. Uh, my company's name is 26 Entertainment. We are a sports and entertainment agency. And our website is 26ent.com. So that's spelled out 26ent.com. I love it. So how did you start? Why don't you take your time, sit back, relax, get a cup of coffee or whatever your favorite beverage is, and tell us how you got to be here today. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I had to. Oh, man, the journey, the journey um, is a long one okay. and it's still going because there's no destination on um, when you don't get to somewhere you're continuously yep. learning and growing. But I started my journey as an entrepreneur post-college right after college. I graduated from Florida State, go Knowles. Um, I was so fortunate to work in the sports marketing department at my school. And I had the opportunity of building many relationships with many different people. And they say it all the time, but it's true. It's all about who you know mm. and being able to leverage those relationships. So I graduated from school with a ton of experience working in sports marketing as an intern for IMG College, as an administrative assistant in the office. And so I'm ready to get a full-time job in sports. Like hire me, why not? And, and tell and me, Rashida, course, before you go on from there, what is it? What what is a marketing job like at Florida State University in the marketing department? You're talking to a person who's not into sports. So y'all, whoever's listening to this, I'm so sorry. Like when the Super Bowl comes on, all these things, and people are excited about the World Series, that's just not me. So help me understand what what thing what is it? Yeah, what are some things not necessarily that you did or that involved in marketing? What what does that mean at, at that level doing it for college? So sports marketing in college, uh, the sports marketing department is responsible for all the partnerships that happen from a sponsorship standpoint with Got the it. school. So all athletics, whether that's the football team, the basketball team, the volleyball team, the tennis team, et cetera, any brands that want to partner with that team and activate those brand partnerships with that team, the sports marketing office in conjunction with IMG assist with those activations, those negotiations. Et and what's IMG? IMG College is a very popular agency and now has been acquired. Okay. At the time it was IMG College. Okay. It was acquired by WME Agency. So they have a branch um, that focuses on college representation. Got it. Got it. 
in sports, athletic departments or athletic programs. So the sports marketing department is also responsible for all events and activities that happen around um, sports. And they manage a ton of all of the fun promotions that one may see when attending a college football game, basketball game, et cetera. When you're at a college basketball game and the halftime show is someone juggling a bicycle or jumping in the air, the sports marketing department handles the majority of those activities. Got it. So I have the opportunity to work on both the event coordination side in addition to the partnership negotiation side as well. So with IMG College as an intern, I was responsible for assisting with the corporate hospitality um, program for each event or game sure. that I we had. Um, and with mark the sports marketing department, I was the administrative assistant. So I saw everything. We're doing posters, we're doing events, giveaways, t-shirts, all of that I had my hands involved in. I love so it. that's okay. the scope. Okay. Got it. So you were there and you were college. ready. Give me a job. Give me out to the, the big world. I'm ready right. to go. Okay. I'm ready to go. I have all the experience. Why not me? Of course, it's never that easy. Um, and I found that a lot of the jobs that I was trying to get wanted me to do the same thing as an intern. Mm. It's really, really difficult to break the, to, to break the barrier of entry in sports. It's not easy. It's an extremely competitive space to get in. And that's because so many people love sports and just the association of working with your favorite team or working alongside your favorite player or your favorite sport in itself sells. So it's very, very difficult to enter the industry. And rightfully so, I could job coming out of college. It didn't matter how experienced I was or how hands-on I was at my university. Everyone initially offers super entry-level opportunities or internships. And so I said to myself, I think I was 21 or 22 at the time. I'm like, I'm just gonna do this by myself. I know enough people. I have a great family support system. So I don't need to make a ton of money coming right out of college. I have an opportunity to risk, have some risk here. I love and it. So and I just I want to started... underline that for everybody talking, you know, that that is an important part of starting up. People talk about capital where capital could be sometimes I don't have to pay $2,000 in rent. I can sleep on mama's couch or whatever in your scenario, you know, so all that is part of the startup journey, which gives people an edge. And then two, you had experience. And I think you said, I don't know, I don't need to know all the names unless you want to mention a few of the names as you tell your story, but you knew some people already. It's connections. Maybe you knew the fellow admin at big celebrity that we see on TV today's house. That's a connection. So continue on. I just wanted to underline that. Go ahead. Absolutely. That's so important because I think, especially as a woman of color working in sports, you think that there's someone above you that needs to hire you and bring you on and tell you what to do. And one of our unique, um, as a, from the position that we're in, me as a black woman, was my ability to relate to the players currently at their age and be able to assist them with many various things whether it had to be with family or finding a house, or all of these different things, we just clicked and building a business from that. And I think a lot of times people are shy or fearful that they don't have everything in place in order to execute 
the vision or utilize their resources that's at hand, especially when they're young. But I'm here to tell you it is 100% possible because this is how the same person who builds Google builds the business. It's the belief in yourself. It's the access to the resources that you have and it's going after it. So we can do the same thing. Um, and I, that's exactly what I did coming out of college. I couldn't find a job. Okay, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to create my opportunity for mm -hmm. myself. I'm not going to wait for someone to give me that opportunity or tell me I am worthy of yes. this opportunity. I'm going to create it myself. So uh -huh. I leveraged the relationships that I had with the student athletes at my university. Mind you, we're all under 25. We're all fresh out the box but they entrusted me to assist them from an assistant standpoint, a management standpoint, and ultimately a marketing standpoint. I did not come in the industry straight off the bat doing marketing. At first, I decided I just want to learn. So I'm willing to go everywhere with you, be everywhere with you just to be in the room. And so I did that for the first four to five months. And then I utilized the skills that I learned in college with marketing and said, you know what, I can do some marketing. I can do some PR for these clients. Two and a half years later, my company is doing well enough to be acquired. Congratulations. Um, and so thank you. So it, that won't always be the story. The, the, the point of the story is courage and the ability to let go of fear and not let your age be a barrier, not let your gender or your skin color be a barrier for you to go and execute on something that's entrepreneurial, something that is going to add value to your life yes. or showcase why you're valuable. So that's really how I got started in the industry. I love it. And help me understand the jump with the with the college athletes until uh, it, the Tom Brady of the world. Again, that's one of the few names I know. I don't know, Mike Tyson. That's an old name, I guess. But I need you to know more. Okay. I need you to know more. <laughs> I can tell you, know you LeBron like, James, right? The the guy with the basketball, right? That's right. <laughs> um, uh, but but how did you? Yeah, the college athlete. What is that like? What do they need? What's the difference between what it's like with a professional athlete? Help me understand that bridge. Uh, what the differences or similarities are? Great question. And so the times have changed um, in 2021, okay. I believe. It was July 20, July 1st, 2021, because we're in 2022. Yep. The NCAA removed the requirement or the they allow student athletes to monetize their name, image, and likeness based on the federal law essentially saying what you all are doing is illegal. And student athletes can now make money of their name, image, and likeness. It started in California and a couple of other states. They started writing legislation. Got it. That is different from where I was when I was in school. Got it. Uh, when I was in school, I was assisting athletes in school, but I was doing it for free. Got it. So no and, one and assisting with paid. what, for example, what do, what do they need at that level? What what just as their admin or something marketing wise? Anything. Okay. Anything. I had a I had a a client James Wilder who wanted to start a clothing line in college. So we printed a bunch of I am Wilder mm -hmm. shirts. We uh, had a table at the games. Okay. We had a table at different fashion shows. I remember we did a FAMU fashion show. So like, kind of in partnership with him that he could do. He could say, "I want to make a T-shirt." If he sells it, great. Yep. No problem. Great. I see. Okay, got it. Absolutely. We would give the shirts away um, with his name on it. It helped to promote it. So anything they wanted to do Got from it. a business venture standpoint, 
if they needed assistance with family, like, hey, all my family's coming in town, I need to find hotels for them. Or can you get with the athletic department and see if they can assist? Like, I need a new tutor. I don't understand this this, uh, class, these assignments. Like, I was super, super hands-on with the athletes. And I was unafraid. I think that no one gave me the role. I took it. Got it. And did so, you do that? Did you do that because you saw the vision that person X who you're working with, they may be playing professional sports. Was that kind of the roadmap or simply just to cut your teeth or, you know, I mean, or if like if they would graduate and become a lawyer, thank you so much. We've used you. We don't need you or to help me understand the vision you saw in them and a college athlete. That's such a good question because I can't pinpoint directly what I saw. I just knew that my network meant a lot. Mm. And I knew that if I ever wanted to work in sports, I better know these athletes because they're my age. Not like me. So if anyone, (laughs) I'm like, if anyone is going to vouch for me, it's going to be them. If anyone may give me an opportunity, it's going to be them. It's not going to be the white man, the CEO at the top who sees a bunch of resumes. It's not going to be the VP of marketing. It's not going to be the associate or the manager that I don't know. It's going to be these athletes who know me, who can speak on my behalf. And people are going to respect what they have to say because they've made it in their sport. And that's just the fact. So I knew that building relationships with the athletes was just the start. I had no idea what it would turn into, but I knew the value of having those relationships. Got it. Is there anybody who you, I don't need a name unless you want to give it, but no need to give it just to preference what I'm going to ask who you knew. What's only been two, two, three years now, four years. How long is it? When did you, when were you there and how long has it been from when you started to today? Oh, it's been, when I started my company, it was 2000, late 2014. Okay. So it's, so it's been, been a while. Okay. Eight years yeah, now. I, I got mixed up when you when it said last year. Got it. You're talking and this about, was the first year. company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. This okay. is, this is, this is, a long time ago. I got it. Okay, good. <laughs> it's not long, but you know. I understand. So you, but you're still doing that. This, this is just still running the business. Okay, got it. So different business. I'm running a whole different business now. That initial okay. business got acquired. Got it. good for you. Okay, so what is what are you doing now? Right now, I run my own another sports agency. Okay. I started it again. Got it. Got it. Called Twenty Six Entertainment. So understood. So I guess my question is: there anybody who you knew back then, uh, several years ago? You know, when you were, you know, the college area, they're like Ramon. Yeah, this guy we see on TV today. I can call his cell phone right now. And that was back when he was just, you know, his mama was wiping his mouth. Do you have relationships like that today? That, that Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Nice. They're all of the Florida State players that won that national championship game. I knew them. If I didn't know them personally, yeah. I know them. So if yeah. I see, I'm there the other day, I was literally when the season started for the Atlanta Falcons this year, I think the first or second, the first home game, I believe we played the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. And PJ Williams, who is a cornerback, um, still plays for the team. He got drafted a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the end of the game, we were just kind of hanging out on the field. Um, and I was just going for fun. I wasn't going because I knew a player I was right, for right. work. I was just having a good time. And I saw him walking and I was like, PJ. And he looks at me. I was like, do you remember me? He was like, of course I remember you, Rashida. I was like, oh, it's so good to see you. So I have those type of relationships, even though I don't represent PJ directly and I haven't seen him in such a long time. I had such a robust experience in college getting to know so many of these athletes that like those are the experiences I have today where I'll see a player like, oh, it's been so long since I've seen you. You're doing so well. And we remember each other. 
I think that is awesome. So give us an example of how uh, uh, sports representation, celebrity representation works. I'm sure there's a lot of different different ways deals can be structured. But can you give us one or two examples that, you know, we see Michael Jordan strutting Haynes. Uh, I don't know. We see Shaq, Epson Inc. and more and other things, things we don't even, you know, even come on the TV. Can you just give us a scenario? Hey, Ramon, here's one or two or three ways something can work that you would help somebody with. So there are levels to representation to brand partnership and i would i would slice it up in tier one tier two tier three okay you're going to have your tier one athletes you're going to have your tier two athletes you're going to have your tier three athletes and they're all treated differently your tier ones your michael jordans your tom brady's they can get any deal they want got it not even so much so they just breathe they just breathe They are performing at such a high level that they have been able to build brand association for their own personal brand. Got it. And so what companies are always desperate for is to be associated with the best so that on the back end, they have a return. Uh, their, their ROI is the sales that they get back, the customers buying into their product. So when I see my favorite athletes wearing Apple headphones or Beats headphones, I want to be cool just like that athlete. Mm. I'm going to go buy those headphones. Or Nike, which is the creme de la creme of partnerships, they are known to only represent the best. And so Serena Williams and LeBron James, all of these top tier athletes, Nike will send them blank checks. What does it take to have that association with the best athlete, especially when I'm selling athletic apparel? So that goes for all industries across the board. Brands always want to work with a talent or a celebrity that has a a very, that's very popular, high radar of visibility so that their brand can access that visibility as well. That's tier one. So you're coming to me. I don't have to do any work because I'm already performing in my respective sport. All the brands want to speak to me, whether it's authentic or not. And that's real. I'm going to act like I love this brand, but please believe the money matches the enthusiasm. So you have that level where we have represented athletes on that level where we're not, it's it's fun because you don't have to sell the athlete. The brands are coming to you. Um, They also are in a position of extreme or high level. They're able to leverage their brand so much more where they can now be their own business. So in addition to having brand partnerships, you know, for example, the Tom Brady TB12 line is its own entity or LeBron James Spring Hill Entertainment Production Company that has launched various content on HBO or YouTube, et cetera. They have built such, they have done such a great job within their respective sport that they can now take that popularity and that exposure and build their own brands. And you're seeing a lot of that happen today. So that's very much tier one. Then you have your tier two athletes who they might not be as sexy. They might not be balling as much, you know, but they still garner high popularity, high visibility within their respective sport. And so you still have brands who need and, that. I'm sorry, every- and that is and that is probably the difference. Their respect of sport. Let me know if I'm tracking you. I was talking to a, uh, I was on a panel with a NASCAR driver, didn't know the guy from Adam. And he admitted, 
He said, I can walk out in the airport. I can walk in the world. Nobody in the world will know me. Zero person. However, if I go to a NASCAR race, I will be mobbed. So Absolutely. is that kind of the tier two-ish, meaning that they all can Absolutely. be rich or whatever, but tier two is generally, they don't need police escort. They can walk anywhere. Nobody Absolutely. cares about them, except when they're in their sport on game day. Does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the perfect example of that is um, fantasy football, where I am a diehard football fan. I have all these guys on my fantasy. When I see them in Vegas, got it. At a conference, I know them. Got it. But when they're walking out to the mom and pops and the grocery stores, people may not know them like that unless they're really into the sport. But those guys or gals garner great opportunities as well. They might not get the blank check from Nike, sure. but Nike's going to offer them a deal. Um, so we represent a lot of tier two athletes um, and just negotiate, just leverage their positioning in their sport in order to make the most of their brand partnerships. And then you have your tier three athletes who have to work a lot harder um, because brands are like, now we wanna, you wanna work with us. We don't necessarily wanna right, work with right. you. You wanna work with us. Rashida's so, gonna have to sell and say, listen. I have to but sell. Me, I got it, I got it, yes, yes. We have to sell and sell and sell and beg them to give our guys a chance right. it's fine because there's there's good and bad to both sure. and that teaches you so much about value you know about mm. time management working with tier three guys and they a lot of the times appreciate the work that you do because yes. it's just not given um so we work with athletes across the board but that's typically how it goes um and then brands will just come to you or you approach them you work through what the deliverables will be. You get a contract in place. You get your attorney to review the contract. You get that signed. Then you're responsible for making sure that the athlete executes on what they said they would do. All of the deliverables. You send the invoices. You get paid. You send the analytics. All as well. It. God bless Plenty America. of drama in between. Let's be clear. Yes. Plenty of drama to be had, but that's the basis yes. of for, for example, can you make up a story, mix names together, mix genders, mix people, but give me an example of what drama means. They said a million, but I did this already. Why didn't they pay me or even more? Just emotional drama, like just help me understand. And I'm sure it could be anything, but I'd be curious what, what kind of drama uh, could go on. It's interesting. Athletes come from, the, typically their background is one of lots of hard work sure. with their sport everybody spoils them outside of that because yeah. you're about to be the next LeBron James. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. going to make sure I know you and we're best friends. Right. So whatever you want people to do, they're willing to do it. And so I don't want to say athletes take things for granted. That's no, definitely not the case, but they're a bit more lax when sure. it comes to being accountable, being responsible um, and making their own decisions. Right. So there are many situations that I've encountered with talent where they don't show up sure. to the event. Sure. They don't even need the money. $10,000, I just got home from practice. Right. I'm tired. I don't want to go. Meanwhile, the brand has all these yes. people who are coming out. Yes. They can't wait to see the talent. Yes. And you don't show up because and it could even be the tired. junior brand. It may not be the big billion dollar brands we mentioned. It could be the, the junior oh, brand, their new the tea board. company. They told their 50 people, come by the airport. 
Oh, it's happening at yes. the highest level and the lowest level. I see. Okay. Absolutely. The only consequence is monetary. Yeah. yeah. There's no consequence to my brand, really, to my, sure. yes, professionally, when you stop playing the sport, there's a consequence because yeah. people remember those things. That's right. But in the, in the moment, you're like, I'm tired. I don't want to go. They're going to love me anyways. They're still going to come to the game. They're still going to scream when I make the touchdown or I shoot the three. Or I get the I win the 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 hockey championship. They're still gonna scream and shout. So I'm not pressed to make them happy. I am focusing on me, and a lot that happens a lot um, when it comes to athletes thinking what their value is compared to their real time value is also a thing. They want 100k, True. but baby, you're only worth 50k. Yes, and it's great that you want to get a hundred K it's just going to be tough, <laughs> right, right. maybe a bit harder, you know? So, um, lots of drama in between. And I would say that is one thing that is guaranteed when, when it comes to working with celebrities is drama. Yeah. I can, I can understand. Hey, but that's part of that part and parcel of the business you're in. And as long we as love you're it. In that celebrity business, you'll be in there. I get it. Tyler yeah, Perry shows, right? Tyler Perry shows are not fake. The ones where, you know, blah, 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 blah. Screaming and yelling all that stuff. But um, talk about your business itself, Rashida. What are the speeds and feeds of your business? Uh, every business needs to sell something. Every business needs to have systems and processes. This is done. Now, these 75 things must happen. Every business wants repeat clients. Uh, every business uh, has to hire the right people. Talk about just the tactics of business, some things that, that you lay awake at and think about or that you're challenged with or things you've done pretty well, if that makes sense. I know I asked you a thousand questions in one breath, but talk about the business of what Rashida's doing and, and how your business functions. So I will start by saying I did not come from a family that was very entrepreneurial. And so I don't know where the hell I learned all this mm -hmm. stuff. I will say that managing athletes is like managing portfolios yes. and it's managing businesses. So I think that helped me a lot to understand the different sectors of business. When you're representing an athlete, you're overseeing or managing an athlete's more so management, you're overseeing the agent relationship, the marketing relationships, the PR relationships, the financial advisors, the different business ventures, you get to see the entire pie. And so I think a lot of that experience helped me build my business today. Um, so our business has three primary focuses. Um, so talent representation is split in two, where we represent professional athletes for their marketing endeavors off the field, off the court. And we also represent influencers. As you know, influencer marketing has blossomed over the last couple of years with mm -hmm. the emergence of digital media. So there's tons of brands who want the association with influencers because they influence their audience. And so we represent influencers on those opportunities. So that covers the talent representation side. We also uh, recently started working with brands and organizations so we will represent a brand or organization um, from a consultant standpoint, or we will oversee the budget for marketing campaigns. We will find the respective talent for that campaign that the brand would like to execute. We will negotiate the contracts. We will negotiate the monetary fee. We will make sure that the talent completes their deliverables, et cetera. So a holistic approach to um, marketing campaigns for brands and consulting. And that's the basis of our business. 
Um, I have learned that having right the right legal and accounting mm. team is key to um, for future opportunities, yeah, yeah. setting your business up so that it's respectable, it's respected, you can hold your clients accountable, you can hold yourself accountable, and you know what your books look like. Yes. When you know what your books look like, you can get a lot done. That's true. And so I have I prioritize that from the beginning. So we have a very strong legal team. We have a very strong um, financial or accounting bookkeeping team. Um, and then my team and I just do the rest. We are building out our HR department, but we've hired and fired many people. Um, we have account managers. We have agents who oversee the relationships with the clients. Um, so that's really the basis of my business and my job is just to make sure it is running smoothly. Um, I don't even know if I would say smoothly. My job is to just to make sure it's running yeah. because it's never always smooth. And one thing, once you fix one thing, there's always something else sure. that you have to fix or you have to improve. So my job is just to make sure that our ship continues to sail. I love it. That is powerful. And how do you refresh yourself, Rashida? How do you learn? How do you refresh yourself? How do you make sure that you're able to be the leader of your business uh, that you can be? What, what what resources or events or books or podcasts or, or what closet of your house do you cry in? I don't know. But how do you refresh yourself? And how are you the leader that you need to be to grow and to make sure you're learning, you know? This might be a controversial opinion. Let's see. But some people are born leaders and some people are not. Some that, people have sure. to learn yep. how to be a leader. Some people are born with it yep. and refine the skill. I'm definitely a born leader. I love it. Um, what makes me a good leader or over the years, what has made me a good leader is my ability to be fearless mm. and my ability to listen and respect other people around me, whether you're higher or lower. So the person who is the intern deserves just as much respect maybe more guidance but the respect sure. level is the same as my mentors or people that have accomplished more um and so i take those two things very seriously which contributes to the type of culture i have in my company where we respect each other we're always willing to listen to each other and we don't operate from fear so with that being said, um, really kind of operating from that foundation has allowed me to make the mistakes that I need to make and learn from them in order to move on and continue on the challenging path of being an entrepreneur. But I also think having a really good positive support team is key. Mm -hmm. um, when I turned 30, which was yesterday, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hey, I'll be 50 recently, in a month. So. <laughs> recently, I'll, I'll be 50 I, in a month. <laughs> I um went on a spiritual personal journey that I'm still on where all of my 20s, I was like, I'm getting to the bag. I'm getting to the bag. I'm earning respect in the industry. I'm killing it. I'm on the grind. It was great. I accomplished so much. I loved it. My 20s was great. But then when you start to accomplish all that stuff, you're like, but wait, I thought this was going to fulfill me more than it did. Why is it not? Yes, yes. Now you have to really find 
what fulfills you if you want to have a meaningful life. And a lot of that is spiritual. A lot of that is going within and really learning about who you are. A lot of your 20s, everyone's telling you who you can be, Mm. right? Or who you should be. And I think as you evolve and mature, you want to answer those questions for yourself. Um, So that journey has allowed me to to, um, build and put in the time and effort into my support system, my family, my friends, the people that I know, whether I'm on a high horse or a low horse, they're always going to be there for me. And we don't have to ever talk business, but their presence alone and their love and energy makes getting up every day worthwhile. Um, It gives me the energy and the strength to know that I can succeed and I can fail and they're going to support me no matter what. So my support system is really, really important. And for me, that has what, that's what has kept me humble. That's what has kept me on the straight and narrow, um, not too big headed, not getting ahead of myself, not putting the cart before the horse. Really my support system has done an incredible job. Um, just keeping me grounded. I love it. I was listening to Ed Myletta an influencer, millions of followers and et cetera. He was talking to another friend of mine, Glenn Lundy, who's also an influencer and successful uh, businessman in the uh, Tennessee area. And he said, Glenn, you're humble, but you're very confident. That's what you are, Rashida. It's a compliment. Is that confident? You know, but but it's but it's a it's a not a hard, but some everybody can't swing it, you know, both ways, you know, to be confident. But to have a humility, I have, I'm willing to learn, but no, I'm pretty confident in who I am. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. In you. I feel the same. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's so important to me um, because you never want to operate from a place of fear or, or, or feeling like you're not worthy, yeah. but you are not perfect Sure. and absolutely. will never be perfect. Yeah. So your ability to be open-minded sure. while still speaking from a place of confidence, I think is really the secret sauce to being a successful leader slash entrepreneur. No, I love it. Rashida, anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to touch on or talk about before we uh, conclude this really good discussion? Absolutely. I love long walks on the beach. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, No, um, I am always open and available you know, for if anyone has additional questions and wants to reach out. One thing I will say that's really important to me that I encourage people to do um, because I'm so passionate about it is really giving back to Mm. the people below you um, that, you know, need the guidance, need the voice, need the support. Um, I know during my journey, many people were not able to support me in the industry and Mm. I've made it my it is a must for me when people reach out trying to get into sports or in sports that I give them the time of day. It's really easy to write people off when you're hanging out with celebrities all day because you're like, these people are not important. My clients are. So I give them the time and the space and, and you focus more on the glitter, but sure. bringing yourself back down to ground level and recognizing like everyone's human and everyone's worthy Um, And I really like to look behind me at younger people and make sure that I'm available Mm. when they need me. So I encourage people to do that at the highest and lowest level. You could just be someone in college or you could be 60 years old. There's always someone that can learn from you and it will appreciate um, the time that you give them. No, Rashida, that was said very, very well. One more time, Rashida, uh, give us your full name and the name of your company and the website and all those great things, please. 
full name is Rashida Gale. You can find me on LinkedIn, Rashida Gale. My company is 26 Entertainment and our website is 26ent.com. Again, that's 26ent.com. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, everybody, this is Ramon Ray, founder of zoneofgenius.com. And it's been great speaking to Rashida Gale. I can't wait to talk to her again, share a stage with her at some point in the near future, hopefully. Uh, but Rashida, thanks for joining us. And if you want to live life fulfilled, definitely I encourage you to check out zoneofgenius.com or just stop by and see ramonray.com. And again, Rashida Gale, thanks for your time today.